Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jimmer Mania is back! Team Fredette gets into the semifinals. What does it mean? We'll chat with BYU Sports Nation sock wearer Brandon Davies. Which quarterback did Ed Lamb say could be one of the greatest to ever play at BYU? Oh boy, lots of stuff to get to there. And did Lamb reveal the quarterback depth chart and Bo Hodge is playing other positions? What? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is up? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, July 13th. Fall camp practice begins Thursday. I'm Jerem Jordan. Hi. Nothing weird to see here. Spencer Linton is riding the white roller coaster at Lagoon, so I'm teamed up with my mustache brother, Jason Shepard. What do you think? What, how, I think it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. <laughs> Look, there was a part of it. Today me, would be a show to, to listen on radio today. <laughs> when we discussed the possibility of doing the dual mustaches today, yes, yes. I fully expected to show up and yes. you were going to punk me by shaving oh, yours. I totally thought that. No, no, about I, that. I fully expected that to happen. I've been telling people, don't worry, I'm shaving it Tuesday. Yeah. Because I wanted to do this. Yes. Have one show where we were the Keystone Cops or whatever with these mustaches. Has there ever been two mustaches on the no, set at the same time? Never. It's never happened. Well, perhaps when I had a mustache and a guest had yes, one. Yes, but in terms of hosts. I don't recall that ever. So I think this is the first one in 1,300 plus shows. Look, I had every intention of doing this today. Forgettable day. And shaving it tomorrow. Like yeah. it was gone. Yeah. I'm kind of digging it. Are you? I, honestly, I'm kind. Really? No, uh, I'm. Kind, I'm kind of digging it. It does make me want to write up a citation. Yes, but I'm, uh, I'm going to join the BYU parking police, <laughs> the, the second most hated group on campus. Uh, license and registration, please. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to need you to step out of the car. Put your exactly. hands on the hood, do sir. Your, why are you crying? No. Do your best to take us seriously in spite of this, because we have a lot to talk about. We have Jimmer. We have Ed Lamb talking to the Spectrum about the starting quarterback. The arena in Logan? Yeah, exactly. Uh, In St. George, there's so much to get to. Let's go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Team Fredette went from the Super 16 to two wins and into the semifinals over the weekend as Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, and Charles Abuel and company advanced in the basketball tournament. What does this TBT run mean for Jimmer Fredette and Brandon Davies going forward? Well, number one, it means they're closer to getting paid. $2 million is what's on the line. And you, my understanding is you do not get anything if you do not win the whole thing, correct? correct. It's winner like, take it's all. It's winner take all. Yeah. So they're certainly closer to the $2 million prize. It's also a reminder of just how good Jimmer Fredette is, that he is one of the best scores in all of basketball, whether you're in the NBA or not. Kevin Durant agreed in yes. 2011. Like he, he is one of the best scorers that the game has ever seen. The other thing, Brandon Davies, to me, he is proving he deserves a hard look from the NBA again. Okay, His game has progressed a lot over the past few years. And his game, the NBA obviously goes through cycles and, and different trends. With the, the way that the NBA game is played now with the stretch four and, and everybody spacing out, no longer are you throwing it in the post and letting the guy in the low post go to work. It's all about stretching in the floor, having your, your big shoot. Like That fits what his game is along the perimeter. I, I think Brandon Davies is opening some eyes. I would not be surprised. I mean, he's going to make money 
regardless. He's got opportunities to play, you know, overseas and, and whatnot. But I would not be surprised for an NBA team to, to give him a harder look. I've been really impressed with him. Jimmermania is back in this <laughs> tournament. Like, this has been really fun to watch. I don't want to make this strong connection between what's next, NBA, blah, blah. I, I'm just enjoying this. Listen, Jimmer Fredette had five seasons in the NBA. He had a chance to prove himself. He averaged six a game. Jimmer Fredette is the best non-NBA scorer in the world. Like, he's fantastic. It's fun to watch. It's fun to relive that in a way. Okay, Brandon Davies, I'm with you. Brandon Davies is never been better than right now. Jimmer Fredette, same thing. Like, never been better. They are at the peak of their careers, and it's really fun to watch. I don't know that Davies is going to get a look in the NBA, nor does he want to. He can make more not playing in the G League. He already played a season and a, and a half as an undrafted free agent. Didn't play in the Summer League. I don't know that Brandon Davies is going to give the G League uh, a look. He had a fun, meaningful, successful season in Lithuania, of all places. So I think these guys are going to thrive outside the NBA. But this idea that Jimmer can play in the NBA still... He had a shot. Like he's having fun. He's making money outside. Why do we? Why do we have to push it forward? Why can't we just watch this tournament of washups and enjoy what it is? <laughs> These guys aren't in the NBA. They're having fun. It's competitive. I don't know who Jeff Ledbetter is, but he's like my new favorite player. He's making threes for Team for that. Got the ponytail from Idaho. Like it's fun to watch this team come together in a tournament in July. Yeah, it's fun to have basketball. I'm just enjoying it. Yes, Enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it is. Don't make it out to be more than what it is. It's an opportunity to see some basketball right now. with some players. the NBA. It's not even the G League. No, it's not. It's a step below this. And they've got Jason Elam involved in this whole thing. Yeah, the Elam ending. Why is he kicking field goals? Like, I'm a a traditionalist usually in sports just in general, and I'm not saying that you change anything to the Elam ending, but I don't hate it. So the Elam ending is once the first dead ball under four minutes happens, that the clock is off, off yes. and that the leading team, you just go plus seven. seven yes, and so and the then first the team first to score. team to go to yeah. that wins. So. It gets, it's fun. It's a fun idea. I don't think it will ever go to the NBA. No way. But it's, it's certainly interesting. And as we mentioned, one of the best reasons that for this is for BYU fans specifically to be able to watch Team Fredette with Brandon and Jimmer and Charles Abuo, kind of getting the band back together. It's fun to see those guys back on the floor. Certainly it brings back fond memories of just how good that team was back in 2011. The question with that team will always be what could have been possible if Davies had been playing in the NCAA tournament. Yes. But does, does the success we're seeing right now, does this in any way bring redemption for the 2011 season? Absolutely not. But a little bit. But like a tiny, tiny bit. I'm watching this because I get to see these guys play on the same team for the first time since 2011. Okay? That 2011 team is considered one of the best teams in BYU history. I think some people think that's the best team. I think the Danny Ainge 80-81 team that goes to the Elite Eight, I think that's the best team. But I think this team's right there. These guys are playing together. They're winning. They're on ESPN. Like, it's fun. I'm not taking this too seriously. It's Team Fredette. It's the basketball tournament. I haven't even heard of this tournament until last year. You know, like th- this is enjoyable. But what it, but what is fun is that outside the Marriott Center, uh, moments ago, this is big news. A a banner was dropped uh, to honor the basketball tournament run by the guys. Uh, it says TBT. It's got Final Four on it. Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, Charles Abu. We tweeted this out. It's not actually up, but I really wish that it was. <laughs> it's a pretty cool idea. <laughs> it's yeah, I 
it's fun to watch. It's enjoyable. Like, how many times? Can you imagine seven years after the 84 team, like in 91, in some flag football tournament that Robbie Bosco and Glenn Kozlowski and Trevor managed to those guys could play again? Like, that would have been fun. That's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, look, does it bring redemption for the 2011 season? Um, no. And how would it? I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how that would even bring redemption because if they're doing Chandler well in the Parsons TBT. Was on the Florida team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, no, but I, like enjoy it for what it is. Like it doesn't bring, all it does is solidify just how good that 2011 team was. I mean, just, they were already solidified. We yes, don't need yes, this. But what I mean, it's, it's another reminder for those that may not have necessarily been around like for, for really young basketball players or, or fans yeah. that, you know, were, were fairly young and know a little bit about Everyone, it. Every BYU fan six and up enjoyed that. <laughs> Like, if you weren't born, you can go back yeah, and watch no, it. No, it doesn't bring in redemption. SD. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's fun to see them together, certainly. Oh, the basketball tournament. It's TBT. awesome. By the way, the thing that gets me about the 2011 team isn't that, oh, Brandon wasn't – because if Brandon Davis stays on that team, they may not lose to New Mexico at home. They may not lose to San Diego State in the championship game in Vegas. They may be a number one overall seed, people. That was a three seed. San Diego State was also a three seed, by the way. Both went to the Sweet 16. And lost. Do you know who BYU would have played had uh, the Cougars beaten Florida? Butler. It would have been Butler. It would have been your boy Gordon Hayward. And uh, and then do you know who, if BYU had beaten Butler, the Cougars would have faced in the Final Four? 11 seed VCU. BYU could have had a shot to go to the national title game and play Duke, like Butler did. I was. That it, gets me. That that <laughs> was a doable run. I was in New Orleans for that game. I saw that. And they were oh so close. I was here calling I was a say, women's basketball you, game in the NIT. There? Yeah. Did you have an opportunity? Good for you guys. Yesterday an article <laughs> Hey, someone's gotta stay mine. Yesterday an article came out in the St. George Spectrum and Daily News quoting former Southern Utah head coach and now BYU assistant head coach Ed Lamb with some really, really interesting things to say about Cougar football heading into Thursday's start of fall camp. Lamb said he thinks Joe Critchlow is a big time quarterback who will be one of the greats at BYU before it's said and done, adding if he's not the starter this year, it's because Tanner is amazing and beats him out. He also mentioned Bo Hodges playing other positions. Jason, did Ed Lamb just reveal the BYU quarterback depth chart? Look, I mean, just taking it at face value, I, I don't know how you can look at it any other way. To me, it appears that Critchlow is the guy heading into fall camp. Maybe the guy, maybe that odds maker that said that Joe Critchlow had the, was the odds on favorite to be the quarterback yeah, actually wait a knew what he was talking about. Look, for Coach Lamb to say that if Joe isn't the starter, it's because Tanner beat him out. And was amazing. That, that tells me that Joe's the top guy at the depth chart right now. With Tanner behind him, and especially if Bo Hodge is playing another position. You'd think running back, I presented this you, idea yeah, you, a week you would, ago. You would think so. I mean, like it, it makes it sound like at least going into Thursday's practice number one, that Joe's your number one guy and Tanner's the backup. Yes, and, and, and then and Zach, Zach Wilson's and then number Zach, three. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I, Listen, the only the only caveat I have with this is Ed Lamb's not on the offensive side of the ball. He is an assistant head coach, so that tells you a lot. But if Jeff Grimes or, say, Aaron Roderick said this, it probably would mean more for me because I think that Jeff Grimes is the one to make this call, even more than Kalani Satake. I think Jeff Grimes will make the call on who the starter is. Does he think that Joe Critchlow is the guy? Are Ed Lamb's comments indicative of the entire staff of the room? And it goes to the spectrum. This wasn't to a Salt Lake paper. This was to the old homies uh, when he was at Southern Utah down in St. George a little bit. So really interesting. 
Joe Critchlow was a walk-on last year who came in, started against UNLV, had a really nice game. I'd like to add a significant note that Squally Canada ran for 213 yards, one of the 10 best uh, rushing games in BYU single-game history. Joe Critchlow didn't have a great game, beat Hawaii. Joe Critchlow started against UMass, threw several picks, and lost. Joe Critchlow's numbers uh, are four picks, three touchdowns, was a walk-on. I would hope that he'd be on scholarship. I don't know why you would start a walk-on in game one. That means you misevaluated something somewhere. I'm hoping Joe Critchlow's on scholarship. These are some really, really interesting comments. Without question. And if, if again, at face value, if it does look like it's, it's Joe and Tanner battling for the one and the two, it's very interesting to go back to comments we heard that mobility is something that that would be thrown out the window. That would be thrown out the window because because that's not what they, not that they can't move, but that's not, that's not what they're there for. They are pocket passers. They are guys that are there to dissect the defense in the pocket. Bo Hodge uh, and Zach Wilson are your running quarterbacks, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know that the, the time, the timing is off for Zach right now, in my opinion, I think you go with Tanner or Joe, and I still think Tanner Mangum's the front runner, but Ed Lamb's comments indicate otherwise. And our question of the day, Pits the two big stories in BYU Sports Nation against each other. You want to give the background on this, too? What is the bigger story in BYU Sports Nation? Jim Fredette in the basketball tournament or Ed Lamb's comments on the BYU quarterback situation? Yeah, the, the background the, being what? The background being that I was just, I thought there's no chance, as big as Jimmer is, the fact that there's kind of quarterback news, that that would trump everything. Jimmer is a demigod and I, in BYU And you Sports immediately Nation. said... First of all, you need I to ca- repent. I called you to repentance. You did. I said, Jimmer versus almost anything <laughs> yes. will always lose. Jimmer will always, almost always win out. I, I just thought football, quarterback, even with Jimmer, it would trump that. And it's looking like I'm going to be wrong on this. Let me tell you why I don't think that it is. If this were Tanner Mangum, Taysom Hill two years ago, I think that that would trump it. Um, do we have to have that verb with the current president? I think that... Jimmer Fredette is almost always going to win. I think that Joe Critchlow is not as sexy a topic at the moment because he was the walk-on. He's kind of started at the end, and it was injury. But Joe Critchlow might be the guy. He might be the guy. Let's get to the voice of the nation. What's the bigger story in BYU Sports Nation, Jimmer in the TBT, or Ed Lamp's comments on the BYU quarterback situation? This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Lasersheep on Twitter, Jimmer. It's his time once again. Jimmer Mania is back, has everyone's attention, especially the haters. Actual games mean more right now. It's kind of an actual game, right? Well, it is an actual game. Yeah, it's just this made-up tournament, though. Yeah, which I mean, is fun. I'm not discounting it. It's not a professional season. It's would like you be watching this six... if Team Fredette were not in it? I would Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would not. No. Absolutely no, and I'm And I love basketball. I'm a basketball guy. Well, the timing is perfect on this, too. It's in late July. There's, yes. like, nothing going on. It's fantastic. It's, I, I think it's well done. And there's been this idea, well, should BYU alums produce a team? So you keep Jimmer and Brandon and Charles. You add other guys. Tyler Hawes. Kyle, Kyle Collinsworth. Like, that would be fun, right? Hoffa. <laughs> bring him back from Brazil. Luis love. Lemmy's John Moala from the 96 team who was a tight end and then came over. Just the offseason for the Celtics. Get Danny to join. Mark Bigelow. Ooh. Mark nice. Durant. Trent Playstead. Yeah. No, seriously. It could be fun. It could be fun. That would be fun. Uh, at uh, Russell Grizzfather. Uh, I just added that. It just says Grizzfather on Instagram. I just know. You know who he is. I know who he is. Uh, Jimmer is a good story and all, but 
Football is and always will be king, and the quarterback is one of the most important positions. Correction, the most important position. Yes. If Hodge is truly switching, it means the coaches think his talents can help the team elsewhere and that Tanner, Critchlow, and Zach are further along than Hodge is in handling the offense. Well, I, 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 wonder, I, I wonder if there's some equality in, in terms of skill and ability there, and it's like, well, you're going to be buried. Why, why don't we just use you? in some other way. I like the idea of Bo Hodge somewhere else. What I don't like is multiple concussions last year put him at running back. I'm not that that doesn't make as much sense to me, but I want the ball in Bo Hodge's hands. There's so much more to discuss about this. Oh my gosh, and we will coming up use the hashtag #BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to weigh in much more coming up. Yeah, uh, coming up uh, we've been talking about him Brandon Davies involved with Team Fredette and the TBT. He will join us and what role did the BYUSN socks play in Team Fredette's success? Yeah, he wore socks on Friday, which oh, is cool awesome. That. Plus much what well, the BYU Sports Nation socks that is. Plus much much more on the comments from Ed Lamb including what he thinks he's capable of doing here at BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, returns to BYU TV one week from tomorrow. Dave Blaine, David, and Brian breaking down BYU football every Tuesday throughout the season. AFR is back next Tuesday, August 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. But will any of them have a mustache, let alone two of them? I dare say no. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our question of the day, what's the bigger story in BYUSN? Jimmer uh, and company in the basketball tournament or Ed Lamb's comments on the BYU quarterback situation at USU Coog 11 on Twitter. Jimmer's a huge story and it's been amazing to watch him play again, but the QB battle is the biggest question mark for the football team right now heading into fall camp. And I was really excited to see some news about that. I'm surprised that this came out before fall camp. Honestly, I thought we'd go into fall camp. We wouldn't really know. We'll tell you in just a moment um, the timing that Ed Lamb mentioned, how quickly he wants uh, to know who the guy is internally, and it was quicker than I, I thought it would happen. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And the exciting part is, yes, Jimmer, Brandon, Charles, and company are in the TBT, but guess what? Football is right around the corner, baby. Countdown to the Wildcats. 33 days. 33. We are less than five weeks away. We are a Larry Bird Woo! away. A Larry Bird away. Well done. Thank you. Roommate with Jeff Judkins at the World University Games. And a teammate of your boy, Danny H. Let me tell you, you can always bring it back around so bring to BYU. Exactly. Okay, uh, these comments were made to a group of BYU alumni, by the way, and the Spectrum had the quotes in an article. Uh, and I really hope that Ed Lamb knew that these were coming out because here they are. Is Joe Critchlow the guy? Quote, if he's not the starter this year, it's because Tanner Mangum is amazing and beats him out. Joe Critchlow appears to be the front runner, according to not only that overseas betting <laughs> website, but also Ed Land, the assistant head coach of BYU football. Yeah, and again, we're, you, we're taking these comments at face value. I, I, you Looking at this, it certainly looks like going into Thursday's practice number one, Joe Critchlow is atop the depth chart with Tanner Mangum. I thought behind. it would be Tanner Mangum. I am legitimately surprised uh, yes, no, yes, by I, this development. Yes, I, I have come around because a couple months ago, I actually thought Bo probably had... Coming out of spring, I, I thought Bo was the guy. We'll, we'll get to more on that and position changes and things like that coming up. But, but I, I was coming around to thinking it was Tanner. Like ta- it was Tanner's job to lose. 
this this makes it sound like Joe is the guy heading into Thursday. Certainly nothing is set in stone, but that at least going in, that's the way it looks. Quote, Joe Critchlow is, I think, a big-time quarterback in every way, Lamp said, while speaking at an alumni event in Cedar City last Thursday. I think Joe will be one of the great quarterbacks at BYU before it's all said and done. That is quite the statement. Now, I'm interested in that because if you think he's going to be one of the greats, why didn't he have a scholarship as a freshman? That's a question I have on that. Well, that's certainly high praise. And let's be honest, if there's anybody that he's knows... He's become that guy maybe if, now? If there's anybody that knows Joe Critchlow best on the team, it's Ed Lamb. If I'm not mistaken, Ed was the one of the primary recruiters yes. in, in getting Joe from Tennessee. Uh, originally, possibly at Southern, Southern Utah, Utah yes. when he was head coach. And now he's up here. So now Joe Critchlow, the, let's be honest, the reigning starter from the last three games last year, appears to possibly be the guy. Tanner Mangum uh, struggled a little bit with the old coaching, coaching staff, apparently. Let's discuss that. Quote, Tanner has all the physical skills, Lamb said. He did not respond well to the previous coaching staff. I think he means offensive staff specifically. Uh, continuing the quote, I think there's a great potential there for him to improve because he seems to be responding better to this style of coaching. He really struggled with the previous, previous coaching staff style. One of the things that's been brought up a lot is like, well, well, what happened from the freshman year to what we saw last year? Something happened. Yes. Well, well, there was. And he's Tanner's come out and said he has anxiety and depression. But, but that's, that's not part that, of it. That's not even what I'm referencing. I, I think you're talking about two completely different styles of offense in his freshman season versus what he had yeah. last season with Ty Detmer's offense. It was much more uh, calculated last year. The year before, or excuse me, two years before his freshman season in 2015, you know, there was a lot less uh, check down. No, I'm not saying you don't check down, but there, the pre-snap reads were not. It was much more, you have the play. Up to a tall yeah, you, you have go out and make a play type stuff. There was much more pre-snap reads and all these things that had to be done. It, it was, there was much, it was a much more involved offense yes. that it just didn't, it just didn't seem to mesh well. This feels involved though with Jeff Grimes wanting to go multiple and wanting to make checks at the line. This feels more similar to last year than two years ago. in, in my book, uh, quote, Bo Hodge has a lot of other skills. Lamb said, I think it's fairly common knowledge that he is playing other positions and might fit in somewhere else. Bo Hodge, not at quarterback, according to Ed Lamb. Now, how much quarterback would Bo Hodge play? Will he be a running back? That makes sense to me. Will he be a slot receiver? Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is if he's, like you said, is he going to be a quarterback on the depth chart, but because he's not going to be playing there, he'll do some other things, but he could go back to quarterback, or is this a full position change? I don't know that part. I'd be curious to see as fall camp goes how that plays out. Let's finish with this thought. When will we know a starting quarterback? Quote, we may want our first opponent, Arizona, to not know who our quarterback is, Lamp said. People know who Zach Wilson is. He was heavily recruited. He can run fast. So if he is in the mix, it makes their preparation a little bit tougher. But in our building, we need to know who the guy is about day two or three. That is fast. You're, so you're by the weekend, <laughs> by Saturday. Literally by Saturday, be always hoping to know who the guy is. Well, it sounds like uh, there's a favorite in the clubhouse. With Joe Critchlow. So if you're Tanner Mangum, you've got some work to do in the first couple of days. It, I, I'm interested why it's so fast. Why can't you give it a week or two? So if, let me use my detective skills because I have a mustache. Uh, so does it, does it appear <laughs> that your depth chart right now is Joe Critchlow, number one, Tanner Mangum, number two, Zach Wilson, number three, with Bo Hodge playing another position? Does that sound like what we're talking about here? Yes. 
Yes. That's very interesting heading into Thursday, if that's accurate. I thought that Tanner Mangum would be the guy. And trust me, everyone's going to read into everything about this. Like, who goes first? Oh, right? I, I think the first couple days, we'll see what we have. On Monday, next week, at this time, BYU naming a starter after practice? Like, I don't know that. I think BYU doesn't need to name a starter. I think they need to name a number one. Do you understand the difference? What if Joe Critchlow has a fantastic weekend, but then Tanner Mangum comes back and he's the better quarterback? Like, why would you rule out that guy this early? I think uh, you need ID one and two. I don't know that three matters all that much. I think that Zach Wilson, if Bo Hodge is playing another position, is your number three. He's getting reps, but not as many because you're not preparing him for Arizona. You're preparing him for collegiate football and to be the guy in the future potentially. Where is Jaron Holland in this mix, by the way? And Stacey Connor and uh, Baylor Romney, probably on the back end of this because, the, uh, because Jaron Hall got home from a mission. Zach Wilson was here. He's probably naturally just in front of Jaron. I think one and two are really important. Number three, also important. But at this juncture, not as important. Look, if, you're, if you want to have inside, inside the locker room, if you want to have a, a starter in mind, day two or three, that's all about making sure that guy is prepared. Three weeks as the guy, almost four weeks, to get ready to be the guy day one. That's what that's all about. And the number two's got to be ready. We've sure. chronicled Without it on question. this program that 40% of the time, the game one starter hasn't played in the remaining games. Like, a lot of that is Taysom Hill getting hurt. But last season was an indicator of you've got to have multiple guys ready. And Bo Hodge, I thought, was ready. I thought he was ready. Wisconsin was a good team. You weren't going to win that game anyways. Whatever. You get two field goals. The Utah State game, BYU's up by 14 in that game with Bo Hodge. And then there's a pick six. And then there's an injury. And then, it, you know... Uh, you know, crap hits the fan there for BYU, and it just all goes downhill, and you lose by 16 to Utah State. But here BYU is in a situation where perhaps there's a new front runner. I thought that if all things were equal, the senior would get it. Ed Lamb telling a an alumni group, uh, you know, down in Southern Utah, comments come out in the spectrum that perhaps Joe Critchlow is the guy. I think I think that at the end of the day, Jeff Grimes is the one that needs to. Tell us who the starter is. Perhaps even Kalani is head coach. He's in charge. But I think that Jeff Grimes is going to be the one to tell us whether Joe's the guy or not. And we will see in the first couple of practices, first one being this Thursday, the guys report Wednesday, who the best player is. And every rep means so much at this yeah. point. If a guy throws two picks in a practice, it's like, oh, is he going down in the depth chart? A lot of that matters and quickly. And luckily for all of us, it's this week, baby. BYU football's back this week. It's back. Finally. Finally, it is back. Coming up, Brandon Davies will join us as he and Team Fredette advance to the Final Four of the basketball tournament. He'll join us a little bit later on. Plus today's headlines and more of your responses in the Voice of the Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back on a Monday. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are also on demand. Nice shot of the student athletic building Legacy Hall there, a shot of uh, of your boy Jack Morris's uniform. We'll get to that coming up right now. Also had a nice mustache at one point. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Team Fredette beats the Fort Wayne champs in the basketball tournament, as well as the Scarlet and Gray, basically Ohio State. 100-78 to yesterday. My goodness. Jimmer Fredette averaged 29.6 assists over the weekend. Brandon Davies. 
pitched in 13 points and five and a half rebounds. We'll talk to him coming up. The team plays Eberline Drive. A bunch of guys from the same street, apparently. Thursday at 9 Eastern in Baltimore on ESPN. There were a lot of highlights, uh, but the going between Jared Selinger's legs on the dribble for Jimmer was pretty cool. That was pretty awesome. Uh, Ed Lamb made comments regarding the BYU quarterback race to some Cougar alumni in Cedar City. Lamb had high praise for Joe Critchlow, saying Joe Critchlow is, I think, a big-time quarterback in every way. I think Joe will be one of the great quarterbacks at BYU before it's all said and done. Whoa! Lamb also commented on Tanner Mangum's struggles last season, saying, quote, he did not respond well to the previous coaching staff. Finally, Ed discussed Bo Hodge playing a position other than quarterback. Bo Hodge has a lot of other skills, Lamb said. I think it's fairly common knowledge that he's playing other positions and might fit in somewhere else, end quote. Conspiracy theory. Tinfoil hat guy. Mm. They're trying to get Tanner Mangum ready to be the starter. Ooh. See what I mean? Misdirection? Yes, a little misdirection. Okay. Uh, former BYU pitcher Jack Morris inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame over the weekend. Congratulations. Morris pitched two seasons for the Cougars in 75 and 76 when Jason was a junior at BYU. <laughs> 18 seasons for the Tigers, Twins, Blue Jays, and Indians, winning 254 games, including a Game 7 for the World Series, with 2,478 strikeouts. Morris is the first Cougar inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations. That's awesome. If uh, if I were a junior in college in 75, 76, I would certainly hope I could grow a better mustache than this right now. It is what it is. Hormone disorder. Former women's basketball star Kalani Purcell led the New Zealand Tall Ferns to an 85-74 William Jones Cup victory over Japan. Purcell scored nine points, dished out four assists, and hauled in a game-high 10 rebounds. The Tall Ferns won the tournament going 5-0. and Very nice. Congratulations to Kalani Purcell. Our question of the day, what is the bigger story today in BYU Sports Nation, Jimmer Fredette and company in the basketball tournament, or Ed Lamb's comments on the BYU quarterback situation? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At DU Sports Desk, this is the Daily Universe, now known as The Universe, which is the most ambitious name for a newspaper in all of history. Gotta be Jimmer. He's showing that the former BYU players are still around and they can still play at a very high level. It is interesting that it's not just random BYU players. It's guys that are still playing currently overseas. Yes. In Jimmer Fredette in China, Brandon Davies in Lithuania, and then Charles Abu, I believe this last season he played in France in the second division. So these guys, these, these guys are playing currently. It's not like, hey, you want to play Jackson? It's like, Jackson's been out of the game for a couple of years. It'd be fun if he trained and got back in and then showed, but... I don't know that Jackson Jackson would probably admit, I'm not in the same shape I used to be right. in, right? Yeah. Uh, at Jedediah MJM. Oh, nice. Uh, Jimmer is relevant right now as he's playing in TBT. Again, do we say the TBT? I would or say just, TBT because, because it's, it's the, the basketball tournament. Yeah, let's then. not go the, the basketball tournament. All right, so I'm going to read it without the extra the. That's re-redundant. Jimmer is relevant right now as he is playing in TBT. Jimmer will no longer be the top story after the first week of fall camp. Oh, this... Perhaps will float away in a couple of days, right? Uh, if Jimmer and company win the win the ship uh, this weekend, then it will emerge again. But yeah, once fall camp happens, you better believe it's football, baby. At D Young, nineteen ninety three. If there was actual concrete QB news instead of just speculation, it might be bigger news. But the real return of Jimmer Mania is bigger than maybe football news. Now, I don't think this is speculation. This is an assistant head coach for BYU making these comments. The question is, how much do you believe that Ed Lamb is reflecting the entire opinion of the coaching staff? Does Ed Lamb need to say, this is my opinion? 
Or is Ed Lamb in charge and a boss to a degree as the assistant head coach in making these comments? You read into them how you want. It's July 30th. Like, we're going to read into them as strong as we want. Trust me, this group of people, this audience, reads into things as much as they want to read into them. And I see Joe Critchlow through those blue goggles right now based on these comments. That's the question, Jason. Do we believe that Ed Lamb's comments reflect the entire staff? I would say... Yes. I, I find it hard to believe he's making those comments if that is not... Independent of yes, his that, homies. That doesn't staff. sound like something that would happen. Now, if Jeff Grimes said it, I, w- I would... I would uh, like, I'm at like 95% in my... Yeah, yeah, I think he's reflecting. If Jeff Grimes said it, I'd be like, oh, 100%. He's the OC. Ed Lamb's on the defensive side of the ball. He is the assistant head coach, though. So you're trying to... What, what do you gauge with that? What do you gauge with that? Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What's the bigger story? The Ed Lamb comments, the quarterback situation, uh, or the TBT with Jimmer Fredette? The, I said the TBT. It's you did. TBT. It is TBT. The, the basketball tournament. The, the basketball tournament. BYU just got deeper at the cornerback position. We'll have more on that coming up in the Cougar Whip Around. And Brandon Davies joins us. He just got off a plane. Is he still wearing the BYU Sports Nation socks he wore Friday in the game? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Stay up to date with all things BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Facebook, even if you'd like to call it that. Use the hashtag BYUSN anytime you want to communicate with the program. Welcome back, Jeremy and Jason, on uh, a Monday of football fall camp week. Can't wait. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. If you missed the show at noon Eastern, check out the rebroadcast at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. Let's welcome in our next guest. He is a member of Team Fredette. He wanted it to be called Team Davies, but Jimmer shut that down. His name's Brandon Davies. He's on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. And you just got off a plane in Denver, so how was the plane trip, Brandon? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I got the exit row, so it's always a, a happy day when you get those. When you're 6'10", six, 6'11", you, six, six, that's always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you wore the BYU Sports Nation socks Friday. We really appreciate that. That was awesome. Do you feel like they helped you uh, play at your highest level possible? Yeah, I, I wore them uh, last weekend, too, the first game. Um, so, I mean, they, they seem to be working. I'll probably wear them. Um, I'm kind of superstitious, so I'll probably wear them the first game coming up this next weekend. So, we'll see what happens. What is the chance that, and I won't say if, I will say when, Team Fredette wins TBT, that we might be able to get those socks for this set. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, if you guys want them back, that, that, <laughs> we'll wash them a couple of times. They're, yeah, yeah. They're all yours. Yeah, they, they don't wash them. We'll, we'll exchange. We take them home and do it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we'll exchange a new pair for the used pair in the championship there. Congratulations, by all the right. way, on the win. You guys won in blowout fashion both games. It was tremendous. What led to an even better weekend this weekend versus the week before, which was still good, but you guys dominated this week. Yeah, I mean, this weekend was, I mean, extra fun just because, you know, we're getting better. And, you know, even though we're, we won the two games last week, it's, there was so much room for improvement. And um, just the way that our group of guys have been able to make adjustments and, and get better on the fly has been something special to be a part of. 
You know, Brandon, one of the cool things for BYU fans is just to be able to see you and Jimmer and Charles on the floor again, bringing up memories of great BYU teams. What's the experience like for you playing with your former teammates again? Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I do a lot of my summer training with Charles, and um, I don't get, I don't see Jimmer that often. So, I mean, just to be able to play with both of those guys is, uh, you know, it's, it's really fun. We really we gel well together on and off the court. So, it's you know, it's just like a, a reunion of sorts, I guess. Yeah, and it's it's cathartic in some way because there was unfinished business, right, from 2011. And and we've we've jokingly discussed is this the redemption for 2011? Seeing you guys kind of get to that final four we were hoping to see, but is is there some satisfaction seven years later being able to play with each other again in this tournament? Yeah, I mean it's we're all competitors, you know we're, we're we all we all want to win every game we play in. So um, I mean, but on top of that, just being able to play together and and see how great of a fan base we still have years later. It's, it's something special, and we're, we're we're excited, and it gets us pumped to play every game, seeing the, the crowds that we've been having. Brandon Davies joining us on the Desert First Credit Union hotline. He's at the Denver airport, just got off a plane. We appreciate him taking a few minutes this morning. There's certainly, every, anytime you play anything, I mean, it's just a competitive nature. You want to win everything. So when I ask you what you hope to get out of the basketball tournament, certainly winning it, and there's a cash prize at the end, which is quite large. But, but what else do you hope to get out of the basketball tournament? Is, is there, I mean, career-wise, is getting an, another look at the NBA, what's, what's the hope for you that comes out of this tournament? Yeah, I mean, this, this tournament is becoming bigger and bigger every year. And, and then this year, especially, there's a lot better talent base playing in it. There's a lot more exposure. There's, you know, so just playing well in this, you know, who knows what will happen. It's just another another step, more exposure for other people to see, other teams to see, whether that's in the league or overseas. And, um, and for me, it's, it's kind of, I can show another dimension to, to my game. And um, there's, I didn't really get to do a lot of that last year. And there was, you know, I, I still, there's, there's things that I can showcase in this that I can't necessarily showcase on other teams with different game plans. So uh, I think it's overall, personally, it's, um, I, I, can, I can become a better player from it and it helps with exposure. You know, one of the things, and we were actually talking about this earlier in the program, one of the things that I, I think I've been really impressed with with your game specifically and just the strides you've made over the last couple of years, and it, it seems like the way you play basketball really fits into the way that the NBA game has transitioned in terms of being at more of spacing and stretch fours and things. Do you feel like your game fits better now in the NBA than even when it did when you when you had your run with the 76ers? Yeah, I think most of my development and learning that I can, as a pro, has been from being overseas. And um, I've learned a lot about myself playing overseas, and um, I can honestly say I'm a better player because of that. And I mean, I take a lot of pride in in pushing myself to becoming better every year and adding something to my game. So, um, you know, I, I def- it's definitely um, something that I'm not gonna stop fighting for. But um, you know, at the same time, it's it's, it's, it's a realistic goal for me, and um, it's, it's definitely reachable, especially with the things I've improved at and um, the things that I know I can continue to improve in. 
We're chatting with Brandon Davies on BYU Sports Nation. Brandon, are you under contract to play again for Zalgiris, or are you looking for another deal somewhere overseas? No, I, I signed. I'll be there um, next year for sure. I signed a one plus one, so it's kind of this after this next season. Um, there's uh, team options, my options, so there's things that play into that after that. So, um, you know, the plan is to go over there and um, give give everything I have, try to chase, try to get another two championships over there, and then um, see where see where the win takes me after that. You were talking about your development overseas being a really uh, a key. Is that you are overseas? How would you measure the growth you have? overseas versus say if you were in the G League is the G League a good spot if you're trying to get into the NBA and if maybe the NBA is not as big of an option then go overseas how would you characterize that for up and coming BYU players um, so I, I, I never actually played a single game in the D League or the G League so I mean it's hard for me to kind of say but I mean everyone has different um, you know circumstances that they have to weigh in if deciding to go that route but for me, um, as I touched on before, it's the being able to develop or overseas and playing a lot more has helped me a lot more than if I was, you know, at the end of the bench from the league not playing or um, in the G League. And um, I mean, yeah, you're closer to the teams that way, but there's just as much exposure overseas. And um, as far as a personal development standpoint, overseas has been um, way better for me. Brandon, one of the things that the basketball tournament does that's different is is the Elam scoring system, and that's something that a lot of people are talking about and paying attention, and I know that the NBA and other leagues are looking at it to, to see just how how successful it is. I don't know if it would ever go to the NBA, but it's certainly interesting to look at. What have been your thoughts on, on the way the games uh, end in the basketball tournament? I mean, it's honestly, for, for most Hoopers, the Elam ending isn't really – anything new i mean all growing up you grow up playing games to 21 or first to 15 so i mean it kind of brings that that feel of open gym and and you know things like that and so it's 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 more it's kind of natural to play like that it kind of brings the summer pickup ball flair to it but it's a lot of fun it gives everyone a chance and um i think it's a lot fun a lot of fun for for the fans as well when you see Jimmer being Jimmer and, and you're on his team and you're on the court with him, you, you experience this at BYU, but let's, what's it like to, to see him do his thing again in 2018? I mean, it's, it's exciting for me, like not only just to play, play with him, but, um, you know, I'm a fan as well. So, I mean, I, like, I enjoy everything he's doing and to see the, uh, the joy that brings him and his family to be able to play in front of you know, Americans and on American television and and in front of the BYU fans and stuff and it's just it's just fun to be a part of and you know it's 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 nothing new to me honestly it it just brings back memories and um, he's I mean he's still he's still the same guy to us off the court but um, it's fun to see and be a part of the the entertainment factor that he brings to the game. What kind of response did you see from BYU fans in uh, not only Columbus but Atlanta? Man, it's you, they're cheering. It feels like a, a home game for us. You know, there's um, the Ohio State fans. This last game in particular had a lot of fans there, and they've they've been you know the talk of the TBT. But they were really quiet last night, and our you could, all you could hear was the BYU fans cheering us on all all game, and 
Um, it's just nice to see all the Cougar faithful decked down in blue and everything. So it was a lot of fun. Has uh, has Jimmer and Jeff Ledbetter, have uh, they had a shooting contest at all? Because Ledbetter, he's opened some eyes, I think. Yeah, um, he's he's a great player. He's he, I think he's extremely underrated. I didn't really know much about him until being able to talk to him here and see where he's been throughout his career. But this is a guy who's had to grind his whole career, and he's uh, he's had been through injuries, been through you know ups and downs with different contracts, and he's a he's a great shooter, great. Who's going to come out of this? Well, Brandon, good luck. It's been fun to watch. Uh, we hope you win two more games, uh, you know, coming up later this week in Baltimore. Thanks for taking some time for us, and continue to wear those socks, baby. <laughs> I got you. Thanks for having me. It's Brandon Davies on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Good stuff from Team Fredette. So fun to watch. Hard not to enjoy that as a, a BYU fan. And yeah. here the guys are in the semifinals, playing a seven seed, by the way. Team Fredette. If they win that, they're in the championship yeah. for the whole thing. Brandon, Two million bucks. Brandon is playing really good basketball. I mean, there's this is a really good professional basketball player in whatever league he plays in. Overseas, he, this is a guy. Or in fourth ward. It doesn't matter. He's going to dominate. Fifth ward. Is that all about the, I don't know. I just made that up. I don't, have no idea. <laughs> there are a lot of wards in Rome. Yeah, I've just been really impressed with Brandon Davies, certainly. All right, coming up, Jimmer, well, he scored 28 points. I guess that's pretty good. His team, though, dropped a hundy. We will discuss more of that coming up in the whip. And ESPN's Basketball Power Index just came out. BYU jumped up 50 spots. We'll tell you where they landed in the Cougar Whip round. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Brandon Davies. Sorry to Dennis Pitt in no time. We'll see if tomorrow, uh, with 32 days to go, we have time for Dennis. It would certainly make sense tomorrow. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes. It always makes sense to have Dennis on. I don't know why you have such a, a beef with him. Download the podcast on iTunes like I know or Google Play. Let's whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Basketball. Team Fredette advanced to the basketball tournament semifinals with a win over the Fort Wayne champs and the Scarlet and Gray over the weekend. Jimmer Fredette averaged a mere 29 points and six assists, while Brandon Davies put up 13 points and five and a half boards. The Fredetters play seven seed Eberline Drive Thursday at 9 Eastern yeah. in Baltimore. You can watch it on ESPN. The 2018-19 ESPN BPI, or Basketball Power Index, rankings are out. And BYU Hoops comes in at number 32. That's a 50-spot jump from last season. 32? Maybe the, maybe the basketball tournament is paying off with Jimmer doing so well. 32? You lose Elijah Bryant, you go up 50 spots? That doesn't make any sense. The offense was rated number 47. The defense, number 27 nationally? Wow. Gonzaga comes in at number 2. St. Mary's didn't make it. Sorry, not sorry. Football. Tourney time. Assistant coach Ed Lamb told the St. George Spectrum and Daily News, also speaking to some uh, Cougar alumni in Southern Utah, said he believes Joe Critchlow will be a big-time quarterback and one of the greats to play at BYU. He also expects Critchlow to be the starter unless uh, Tanner Mangum uh, beats him out. He also mentioned that Bo Hodge is playing other positions. And D'Angelo Gunter, a member of the 2017 BYU recruiting class, has rejoined the team. Gunter was a three-star recruit out of San Diego and is expected to play cornerback. 
baseball. Former BYU pitcher Jack Morris was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame over the weekend. Morris pitched two seasons for the Cougars back in 75 and 76, and then 18 seasons in the majors with the Tigers, Twins, Blue Jays, and Indians winning 254 games with 2,478 strikeouts. Morris is the first Cougar inducted into the Hall. Cougars overseas. Former women's hoopster Kalani Purcell led the New Zealand Tall Friends to an 85-74 William Jones Cup victory over Japan. Purcell scored nine points, dish out four assists, had ten rebounds, game high. Tall Friends won the tournament going 5-0. and Cougars in the minors. Colton Shaver was 3-4 for four with two RBI and two runs scored in the Quad Cities River Bandits 6-0 win over the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Saturday, Brendan Lund, 1-2, for two, two runs scored, two walks, and the Mobile Bay Bears 7-4 loss to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp in AA. And Friday, Taylor Cole pitched one and two-thirds scoreless innings in the B's 8-6 win over the Nashville Sounds. Cole struck out two. He's back in AAA, by the way. That's right. Michael Rucker went five innings, struck out five, giving up one run in the Tennessee Smokies 4-1 win over the Chattanooga Lookouts. Rucker was credited with a no decision. And Friday, Colton Mahoney went six and two-thirds, striking out two, and surrendered an unearned run in the Jumbo Shrimps 2-1 loss to the Montgomery Biscuits. Makes me hungry. Uh, Rucker, <laughs> oh, that was from something else. Uh, Saturday, uh, Jacob Brugman in AAA went 2-4, two, two runs, scored two RBIs in the Bowie Bay Sox 9-2 win over the Harrisburg Senators. What? There's a lot Is that of double A? Names. Did go down? Today's Rise Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Jimmer, Brandon, and Charles. With Team Fredette advancing to the semifinals, good luck to those guys. And thanks to uh, Brandon for joining us from the Denver airport. Yeah, today. good stuff. Uh, our question of the day. What's the bigger story in BYU Sports Nation? Jimmer in the basketball tournament or Ed Lamb's comments on the BYU quarterback situation? Our elite voice of the day. At CL underscore living. To whoever the starting BYU quarterback is, you got jimmered. It happened again. I love that that word is used like that. It's awesome. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jim Laffin. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Yeah, baby!